and we back in this thing like we left something what's going on y'all welcome back to this week's episode of i got a story to tell y'all know how i go before we jump into this week's story i gotta give someone their flowers this week i'm giving flowers to my uncle paris i just want to say uncle paris i love you i thank you for all the things you did for us growing up even down to those things you probably didn't know you were doing but you you were really having an effect on us like driving to church on a sunday morning you clean with your suit on and you got on carl lagerfeld cologne that made me as a little kid say i want to get clean i want to smell fresh because i knew the effect it had on other people around you so i'm like mm, yeah i want to do that so uncle paris i just want to say thank you i appreciate you i love you for everything that you have done and continue to do with that being said y'all i got a story to tell let's go takes place in the year of our lord 1993 i'm 15 years old i'm a sophomore in high school it is fall time deep fall like late november around this time i'm trying to figure out a lot of shit in life mainly i'm trying to figure out what my belief systems are where do i stand religiously what my relationship is like with god you know i'm trying to figure this all out right so I was born and raised in the Baptist church. I was a member of the New Prospect Baptist Church on the corner of Finley and Elm and over the Rhine. Shout out everybody from New Prospect. I also at the time was a student at a Catholic high school. So I'm learning about Catholicism at the time too. But I'm still trying to make sense of everything religiously in my mind. Like most boys at that time, you're 15, you becoming a young man and you're interested in girls and, you know, what, you know, how cool you are, your friendship circle, um, what life is going to be like and spirituality and religion and all that. So that's where I was at the time. I'm living at home with my mother, uh, my brother's in college and my sister is living out of the state. So I have a lot of alone time where I'm thinking a lot. So one day I get a call from my boy Kenneth. Shout out my boy Ken. KP, what up? KP goes to a church over in Covington, Kentucky. Now that's weird to us at the time as black folks in Cincinnati because for all of us who were, you know, 
Baptist church members and all that, we knew the the normal black churches in Cincinnati. We knew the the New Prospects, New Friendship, New Jerusalem, uh, uh, Lincoln Heights Baptist, um, all of that. Southern Baptist. We knew those churches. We even knew some of the smaller black churches. So for somebody to be black and go to a church over in Kentucky was a little different for us. But my boy Ken and his family went to church over in Kentucky. Now, I get a call from my boy Ken one day. He says, hey, Mike. You belong to a teen group at your church, right? I say, yeah, which I did. At the time, I belonged to a group at my church called TAPS. T-A-P-S. T as in Tom, A as in Apple, P as in Piss, and S as in shit. TAPS, which stood for Teens Against Premarital Sex. Oh, but we did not buy into that. Niggas was fucking in TAPS. Oh, having babies and everything else shout out to all of my folks that was in taps shout out y'all so he was like you're in a group at your church i'm like yeah he's like well my church has a teen group too i was like that's dope so he's asking me questions about church trips because in taps we had took a few church trips church sleepovers and all that oh shit was getting ignorant at church trips and sleepovers trust y'all know what it was like so he's asking me all these questions how fun it is and all that i'm like yeah you know it's always a good time now ours was always a good time when we went on church trips because other teen groups from other churches came so you know it was dope so i'm like yeah so he like oh, okay cool he's like my teen group at church is having a teen church trip you should ask your mother if you can go i'm like where y'all going He's like, we're going to Virginia. Just ask your mother if you can go. I said, cool. So I asked my mother, I said, Ma. She said, yes. I said, Ken's church is going on a church trip. Now, I know my mother. And I know if anything, if it's anything to do with church, she's she's going to be cool with it. So I said, Ma, Ken's church is doing a church trip. He wants to know if I can go. I said, where are they going? I said, they're going to Virginia. It costs $50. I got the $50 because I had a job. I was like, is it okay? She was like, of course. I said, his mother's going to come pick me up. She's going to drop us off at the church. We're getting on the church vans and we're going to Virginia. She says, okay, cool. I call him. I say, hey, I got the money. I'm going to shoot you the money. I'm going to bring you the money. You go ahead and pay and square everything up. He's like, all right, bet. The same day, I get a call from one of my female friends. We're just cool. She hits me up. She says, Mike. My church is trying to get more teens involved and we're trying to like put together kind of like a team. Now I'm tripping because I'm like, damn, what is this? Everybody call Mike and talk about team day. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay. She was like, this Sunday, can you come to my church? I want to introduce you to the teens and, you know, let you talk to them or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. So she says, my cousin and I will come pick you up on Sunday. I say, cool. They come pick me up on Sunday. We go and we're driving down North Bend. North Bend is a street. We bust a left into the Kingdom Hall. Now, I never knew what church she went to. I never asked what church she went to. I just assumed she was black like me. She went to a Baptist church. Cool. I didn't know she was Jehovah's Witness. 
So we pull into the parking lot. Now, I asked her, I said, oh, I didn't know you was Jehovah's Witness. She said, yeah. Before that, the only thing I really knew about Jehovah's Witness came from two incidents I had as a younger kid. First, I remember being in third or fourth grade and us having parties like in school to celebrate like Christmas and Halloween and stuff like that. And three of my classmates, Ramon, Bianca, and Melvin always had to leave the classroom when we were celebrating. We had another kid who brought in cupcakes, well his parents brought in cupcakes and that tin can of high C juice that you got to puncture on both sides with the can opener so it pour out even. And they had to get out then. And I asked them one day, I said, hey, why y'all always got to leave? They're like, we Jehovah's Witness and we don't celebrate holidays. I'm like, but it's a birthday. We don't celebrate birthdays either, not even our own. I'm like, huh? So instantly as a third or fourth grader, I'm thinking like, y'all getting shafted on the kicking it and the gifts. But okay. Then another incident or another situation I should say I had. We had neighbors when we lived on the street called Nottingham in the Fair Apartments, right? To our right was Joellen and her son Damon, and then next to them was the Humphreys. There was a mother and two daughters, and they were Jehovah's Witnesses. And the mother, Miss Humphrey, and my mother were kind of cool and cordial. And every now and again, she'd try to hit my mother with the, you know, are you ready for the coming of Jehovah speech, right? Try to get her to like buy in and convert to um, Jehovah's Witness. And my mother would always shoot it down. My mother, born and raised in Alabama. You follow Alabama, that's E-U-F-A-L-A. You follow. In the Baptist church, that's what she know. The Baptist church. So she wouldn't, you know, really buy into or take into account or whatever Miss Humphrey was trying to hit her with. The script. So, but every now and again, my mother would entertain me. So one day I come home from school, my mother says, Mike, you coming with me and Miss Humphrey? We end up going down to the Kingdom Hall. The Kingdom Hall was in a neighborhood called Fairmount. Fairmount was real close to my neighborhood. I had driven past the Kingdom Hall and ridden on buses past the Kingdom Hall nine million times. Looked like any other building down there. Been a regular building, you know, brick building, no windows with a sign that said Kingdom Hall. So we go down to the Kingdom Hall that day. We go in. First thing I notice is the light is so dim I'm like, man, y'all need some better wattages on these light bulbs. And there's no windows. But I wasn't tripping off the no windows because my church, New Prospect Baptist Church, didn't have windows. So I'm like, okay, whatever's whatever. So, now back to where I was. We go into my friend's Kingdom Hall. I notice, again, we walk in, it is super dim. I'm like, man, and it's all coming back to me now from my last experience as a kid at the Kingdom Hall. And there's no windows. Now, the windows thing is hitting with me now because, like I said, my church didn't have windows, but I have gone to and rolled past other Baptist churches that had windows. But every Kingdom Hall that I had gone past in my life to that point didn't have windows. So now it's on my mind. I ain't y'all got no windows in this church. So we're sitting there. They don't call it a, a pastor or a preacher. They call it uh, an elder. He's up there talking and my focus is all over the place because I'm, I'm, I have all these thoughts in my head. And all I could focus on at the time was the elder dude was up there talking and his shoes were too big. So y'all ever seen somebody shoes too big and like they walk and they like cluck up in the back 
like where they probably should have put a sock at the toe of the shoe and scooted their foot back. But that's on my mind. I don't know if that's just my focus problem or whatever. So I'm trying to make sense of everything that's going on. They're reading and all this. I'm like, okay. So I tap my friend. I'm like, hey, Slim, uh, where are these teens you want me to be? She says, oh, I had the wrong Sunday. It's next Sunday. So maybe you should come back next Sunday. Now, at this point, I know you've hit me with some script. You've baited me into coming to your church to try to convert me to become Jehovah's Witness. There's never no teens group and all none of that. So what you tried to do, you got me here and now you're going to hit me with is next Sunday and get me to come back two Sundays in a row, hoping that I buy in to what you sell. So I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. I'm from the hood. I know the bait and switch when I, when I see one. I know a scam. So cool. But then on my mind still is why are there no women? So I tap her on the leg. I say, hey, Slim, why y'all church ain't got no windows? This shit feel unsafe. She like, huh? I'm like, why don't y'all have windows? She's like, I don't know, Mike. I'm like, all right. So I leave it alone. But it's still on my brain. Now, I had to give y'all all that backstory to get to where we got to go with today's story. My boy who invited me on the church trip. He calls me the day before the trip. He says, Mike, me and my mom going to be there tomorrow. We're going to get you and we're going to get dropped off. Cool. Next day comes that Friday. They pick me up. We go to the church. She drops us off. His mother does in the parking lot of the church. The church van pulls up. We're waiting on other people from the church group, the teen, teen group to, to show up. I don't know any of these people. First young lady walks up. Again, this is 1993. This young lady has a jerry curl in 1993. I ain't talking about a jerry curl with the hangout. Oh, it fit like a, like a helmet, right? And the activator is thick. Like, oh, you can smell the activator. Y'all know what activator smell like. So she roll up. She talking to my boy Ken. She's like, hey, Ken, how you doing? He's like, hey, what's up? Yada, yada, yada. He said, this is my boy, Mike. I introduced myself. Cool. Other people start rolling up. I'm like, okay, this is the, the ragtag group of people I'm with. I don't know anybody but my boy, Ken, but the hell with it. We get on the van. My boy, Ken, and I are in the last row all the way in the back. We laughing, joking, having a good time. We're driving. I mean, we're riding. I'm sorry. The two chaperones are driving. It's an older woman and an older man. We ain't been on the road that long. Maybe about three hours, if that, if that. The guy that's driving said, we'll be there soon. I'm like, hmm. Now, Virginia ain't that close to where we are. So what is he talking about? That's what's going on in my mind. Y'all, we pull up to a hotel. It's an old hotel. He like, we here. Y'all, we are in Wheeling, West Virginia. I look at my boy. I said, hey, you said we was going to Virginia. He said, yeah. I said, nigga, this is West Virginia. He was like, it's all Virginia. I said, no, it's not. Two totally different places. Man, Virginia is Virginia. I said, oh, my God. 
we are at a hotel that looks like it's an MLK hotel. For y'all that don't know, we call MLK hotels, hotels that you can get out your car and walk up some steps and walk straight to your room. People can get to your room from outside. This is like an old school Lorraine motel. So we're all standing in the parking lot, a van full of black teenage kids in Wheeling, West Virginia, where the opioid addiction is in the air and it's thick. Pickup trucks, gun racks, and Confederate flags are in abundance. So I'm looking at my boy. I'm like, nigga, you got me in Sparta, Mississippi. Like we on the episode of In the Heat of the Night. So I'm like, man, I should beat your ass. He like, why you trip? I said, had you told me we were coming to Wheeling, West Virginia, I would have said no. West Virginia is a place you just drive through, right? But I'm here now. But I'm feeling like this is set up. Who comes to Wheeling, West Virginia for a church trip? My teen group had been to church trips. We had gone to a bunch of different places. West Virginia wasn't one of them. So the two chaperones go inside this old ass hotel to get the keys for the room. My boy and I are sharing the room. We walk in this room. This is the oldest motel ever. Wood paneling on the walls. These sheets and covers probably have not been washed in I don't know how long. A TV is propped up on a stick that's nailed down into the floor. This is some old shit. I'm just feeling like, man, this is where I spend my last days. Like, I'm going to die in Wheeling, West Virginia on a church trip. The plan is, they let us know, hey, go put your stuff away. Sit down, relax for a minute, and then we're going to dinner. <sighs> so I'm like, all right. In my mind, I already know this ain't a good idea. You're taking a van full of black kids to a restaurant on a Friday night in Wheeling, West Virginia. And it was everything I thought it was going to be. Straight out the movie Deliverance. We get on this van. We go to the local steakhouse. We walk in, wood paneling on the wall, big A, all type of cowboy fixtures and artifacts and shit. Confederate flag, big as day when you walk in. We walk in there and them people are staring at us. I'm saying to myself, we're not going to get any service. They're not going to serve us. And if they do bring food, they're going to take the steak we order and wipe their entire ass with it and plop it on the plate to give to us. We sit down, oh, service is terrible. Don't nobody want to come to the table. Don't nobody want to bring us no menu. Don't nobody want to serve us nothing. This is the longest service of food at a restaurant in history. It's long. Longer than a Monday at a job you hate. I'm sitting there, I'm just like, man, let's get up out of here. But everybody, no, it's gonna be all right. They finally give us some food. Man, food's terrible. They don't come back and check on to see if we need a refill or nothing. We finish our food and we get the hell up out of there. We get back to the hotel. I call my mother immediately. Because in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, if I can get to a Greyhound station, I'm going the fuck back home. Call my mother. She, Michael is, is cool. Don't worry about it. God got you. Man, I'm not trying to hear none of that. 
I need God to get me up out of here. Not just he got me, get me up out of here. I'm talking to my boy, I'm like, man, I should kick your ass. So the plan for Saturday is to get up, go get breakfast, and then we're going to a tent church service out in the middle of a field. I'm like, man, this sounds all type of bad. I'm feeling like in that field is where I get killed, right? We go get breakfast, we all hop on that van, and we're driving through sticks and woods and hills. We get to a humongous field in the middle of West Virginia. It's a big tent. Pickup trucks are everywhere. We get out of these vans, and we walk to this tent. Under this tent at this church service, there ain't a black soul but us. It's a whole lot of tambourine playing, loud like i wouldn't call it preaching more motivational speaking um in the microphone by the preacher dude um there's a lot of eyeballs looking at us everybody's staring at us we sit off in this corner oh this shit's segregated i knew right then hey just because you believe in god and you go to church don't mean you ain't racist so i'm sitting there i'm like oh shit man i need to get up out of here oh the tension's thick they not even acknowledge that we didn't came all the way down here for this service. Man, it's a whole bunch of people in there with short sleeve dress shirts on. I always thought short sleeve dress shirts were wrong. Like, why would you, like, why would you put a towel on with a short sleeve dress shirt? But anyway, so they up there preaching. The singing is real terrible. You know, at our church, we got, you know, you got the minister of music. You know, he might be sweet. A lot of churches are, you know, I ain't hating. He gonna be up there, he killing it. You know, he the choir director, he playing the organ. You got, you know, nigga killing the drums. You might have somebody on the bass. You know what I'm saying? You got reformed crackheads, they can sing the best and they got the best testimony. So that's what I'm used to at church. No, not this. It's a lot of dry ass singing going on. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm in the middle of a field in Wheeling, West Virginia, listening to some terrible church service scared for my life um i'm ready to go home this church service lasts for about four hours it's man it's terrible i'm like oh my god man so the preacher says in his microphone at the conclusion of this service we will be going back to our church to have lunch downstairs in the basement I don't want to go to these people church but that's where the van taking us that's where i gotta go we get to the church it's in the basement they got a volleyball court like a fake beat up ass basketball court down there they have boxes of fried chicken everybody going through picking up their chicken going to their table we're sitting at a back table in the back i'm like man listen this may be the worst and scariest church trip i've ever gone on Nobody's coming to talk to us. Nobody's coming to speak to us. Nobody's even acknowledging us. They're just staring. We get done eating and we leave. All I can think is, man, I don't want to go to the Sunday morning church service. I want to go home. We get back to the hotel. We're sitting there. Me and my boy in the room. We're watching this bullshit old ass TV. We get a knock at the door. 
I'm like, man, this is shit, man. It's a young white girl who was at the church. My boy answers the door. He's like, yeah, what's up? I'm thinking to myself, nigga, tell her to go on about her business. Because somebody driving by on the road, see her talking to you, is going to be some shit. If they see her come inside the room, it's going to be some shit. I ain't trying to die. He talking to her about 30 minutes. I'm like, man, this nigga tripping, man. Damn. So I'm getting mad. She leaves. He like, nigga, you trying to go kick it? I'm like, kick it? He like, man, she invited us to come kick it, us and everybody else. I'm like, nah, I'm good. He like, man, I'm going to kick it. I'm like, nah, don't do it. I said, we're in West Virginia. Shit ain't going to go right. Man, I'm going to kick it. Go ahead then. So I'm sitting in the room. Him and five other cats that was on the trip. They did. One o'clock come. They not back. I'm like, oh shit. Two o'clock come. They not back. I can't sleep. So in my mind, I'm telling myself, hey, four o'clock get here. I got to go tell the, the chaperone people. Three o'clock come. He ain't there. About 315. This dude walks in the door. He drunk as shit I'm like nigga where was you at he starts talking he says nigga you wasn't bullshitting church trips all this shit I'm like what he tells me him the other cat went to one of the girls family's property they had like some land they went out there had a bonfire, kicking it, drinking, having a good time. On this land was a house. They go in the house. One thing leads to another, and it's on and pop. I'm like, what? He says, Mike, I'm telling you, shit's off the hook, great time, all this, all that. I think he's full of shit. I think they just go drink. We finally get to sleep. We get up early. We're getting dressed and we're going to church because we're hitting the road as soon as church service is over. We get dressed. We go to church. We're in church. We're sitting there. Some more dry ass church service. Church service goes on and it is over. We get up. We're moving around. They ask us, do we want to stay for an afternoon service? We got to get on the road and get back. The preacher says it's only going to be about an hour service. We have another church coming in from a, a neighboring town. We like, all right. So the, the chaperone's like, all right. So we stay. We're there. The preacher starts preaching. And he's talking, doing his thing. Church is over with. Afternoon service is over. We're getting up, about to walk to the van. The young lady that came to our room walks over by me and my boy. And she's telling him, 
how last night was fun. Great time. And she says, Are y'all coming back in a few months for the next program we're having? My boy says, I'm definitely coming. She looks at me. She says, why didn't you come last night? I was like, oh, I was just tired. She walks off. My boy said, I'm telling you. It was what I said it was last night. I'm like, nigga, for real. He said, yeah. He said, but you be so nervous about everything going on that you don't know how to kick it. I'm like, nah, I just like to feel safe. He looked at me. He said, be safe? He said, I was safe. I wore a condom, nigga. Preach. When they used to hold